Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Welcome to the 17th session of Midnight Moments. Yesterday we were talking about developing resilience, resilience to the difficulties and the trials and tests that we have to face. And, um, and that this resiliency comes from establishing this constant practice and this focus on self-mastery, mastering our domain, what we have that we can control. And so to stay, you know, this is just to stay steady amidst all of these ups and downs and the, the world of fluctuations and the fluctuations of our own nafs. And so this concept of resiliency, you know, we're, we're strengthening, we're, we're increasing our capacity, we're standing firm, um, but we also need to remain vulnerable. And so we need to be strong and steady, but open and soft on the inside. Remember, if we look back to the, a lot of the work we were doing of opening the heart, and this is very much a vulnerable place. Um, this is talked about a lot. I, you know, Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and, and she talks about this idea of having a strong back and a soft front. So this notion, I like that notion because it's, you know, you have to have boundaries uh, where you're grounding yourself in this resilience to protect ourselves from like these arrows that I was talking about that come at us in life, but that we need to remain vulnerable at the same time in certain circumstances because this is where the growth happens. And so this idea of vulnerability is talked a lot about in self-help and modern psychology. And this is reminds me of a point uh, of something I mentioned yesterday when I was describing, I think I referenced positive psychology and there's a question about somebody asking about the validity of positive psychology. And so I was just referencing it because we, this is what we know. When we talk about psychology, we talk about these things, most people only have to reference what exists in this sort of secular version of understanding the self. And we don't really understand it in a Islamic paradigm context. And so it's, it's important to reconnect back to these things from understanding from this paradigm. And the reality is, you know, all knowledge is the lost property of the believer. But we have the Quran and the Sunnah as our furqan, as the criterion to know what is in alignment with our deen. And the irony in this, and sort of somewhat sad because we've lost connection with our own, our own psychology uh, from an Islamic paradigm, is that even when I was referencing this notion of uh, you know, positive psychology has this practice of a gratitude journal and uh, basically focusing on positive thoughts, focusing on great gratitude. But this is something that Abu Zayd al-Belhi talked about in the ninth century, our own Muslim scholar. He, he, he talked about it in such a beautiful way. He said that we should store positive thoughts and, and think about them and store them in our consciousness like a medicine cabinet that we can use for when we need them. And so this is exactly the notion that these, that sort of modern psychology is talking more and more about. And so all of these things have roots in our tradition, 
And it's important that we understand the roots of those things in our tradition because it's uh, contained within this, with this turath, with this path that within the fold of Islam. So with vulnerability, it's often misunderstood and not understood why it's important and important to our deen, within our deen. It's important in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with others. So this like vertical relationship with, with Allah and the horizontal relationship within the world that we're dealing with, with people. Um, and so this vulnerability is we are reliant on Allah and we're completely vulnerable to him. We're in need of his guidance, his mercy, sustenance, and our hearts are like these open vessels needing to be guided and are fragile. And so when we identify with our external self, um, you know, this sort of projected self to the dunya, we wind up putting a crust over that heart and we, we, we tend to not be vulnerable in order to interact with the world as separate beings, right? We're, we, we're sort of deluded or have this illusion of thinking that we're self-directed and we cut ourselves off from this vulnerability to Allah, this dependence on him. And so what happens in that is we can tend to armor ourselves up um, and live in this sort of delusion that we're in control because it's more comfortable in, from that place. And, you know, we, we regulate our, our relationships from this place of this projected self because it's, it makes us feel confident when we, we feel like we have our own agency, whereas it can be um, unsettling or uncomfortable to, comfortable to be so open, right? To be so, so open and, and not knowing and, and sort of allowing Allah to sort of be moving you. But when we try to cover that up, and put this crust and sort of um, go away from our own vulnerability it gets us further from the truth of our being um, and further from this notion that we're not the ones in control and that we only have control over our state internally like we've been talking about. And so when we're present with our hearts, what we're doing, you know, in this, all these practices we talked about earlier in this month about being present in the heart, it's uncovering uncovering the heart, opening the heart. And when we do that, we are extremely vulnerable, right? The heart is the most vulnerable place in our being. Um, and so the only way to sustainably do that is if we have this protection. You know, this is why this resiliency comes from the protection of, of, of tawakkul, of, of relying on Allah and knowing that you're held and in, in Allah's protection. Um, because the world will not take care of your heart, right? We find this over and over again. We get disappointed. We get hurt. We get these arrows sort of coming at us. Um, and if we, you know, we don't sustain our sense of, of safety or, or this protection, um, and this protection comes from being grounded and rooted in reliance of Allah, reliance on Allah. Um, and so this is where we can remain grounded 
and work on being vulnerable. And then we also have to, you know, within this be vulnerable to other people in order to continue growing and learning about ourselves. So there was a question from a previous session that said, why is it that people who are closer to us make us feel like trash by constantly reminding our mistakes and dismissing any good we do? So this is key to understanding relationships, right? The Prophet said that the believer is a mirror for the believer and that you know, it's through the other that we come to know Allah. It's through relationships that we have the most potential to see the reflection of what we need to work on. And so this is really our role for one another. And this is why community is so important and why, you know, let's talk about marriage is half of the deen and this, these, uh, and having suhba, we need to connect uh, and be open to see this reflection of ourselves in the other. And we, we can't come to know Allah completely in isolation. You know, it's not, we're not supposed to sort of be off on our own on top of a mountain. We're supposed to interact because in this place of interaction and being vulnerable to it is where we have the potential to learn the most about ourselves. Right? When we're on our own, we have the tendency to sort of cover up and lie to ourselves that we're doing okay, right? And this is part of shaitan sort of feeds into that. Um, and so we need the reflection to, to illuminate where we need to grow um, and being vulnerable to these types of connections so that we can have that. And so, um, you know, we, we tend to avoid these types of relationships because we don't want to be vulnerable. And, and like this question said, you know, why is it that there's always uh, people projecting and the people that are close to you make it so difficult? And this is part of what is in an opportunity for you in these relationships. So um, Al-Ghazali gives this really good example of this in Ihya al-Mudin. He's talking about how if we, um, we tend to not want to keep friends around us that point out our faults or point out what we want to work on. We want to keep friends with us, around us that sort of in, uh, make us feel good about ourselves all the time and sort of just always reinforcing that we're okay. But at the same time, we wouldn't, if we had a scorpion in our clothes, we would want our companion to tell us that we have a scorpion in our clothes to get it out because so that we're not, you know, stung by this scorpion. And so he's saying that we, we should be the same way with our companions pointing out our faults or even not even intentionally, but reflecting this sort of conflict in ourselves because this is where we stand to grow the most. And so we should keep friends and companions and family. Now family is where this comes up a lot. We should embrace that um, that this is an opportunity for us to know ourselves more. Remember we were talking about in Muhasaba, the best way to know where to do the work is to find out where you react to things, where you get irritated. Um, and if you're armored, right? And so you're not sort of letting that in. Anytime something comes to you in a conflict, in a relationship, you sort of bounce it off and say, well, I'm not, that's not about me. Or I'm, um, you know, you sort of put up this hard front 
right? Instead of this strong back and soft front, it's this armor. And then nothing is allowed to come in. And then it's very difficult to continue developing and growing. And so we need this, you know, self-awareness to know what we need to work on to grow, but we need to be exposed. We need to expose our hearts to this. And so, you know, given all of this that we've been talking about for the past month, I want to stress again that self-mercy in this is really important. Um, there's a tendency with all of this, you know, putting ourselves under the microscope and trying to do and be better is that we get into this doer mentality rather than being, right? We want to try to be human beings, not human doings. And so we also need to move away from this perfectionist mentality where we're holding ourselves to such a high standard that we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable to making mistakes and, um, you know, being human. So as we do this work and we're striving, we need to embrace this vulnerability as human beings, you know, that, and expect that we'll fall short. This is, this is what we talked about when you, when you fall, when you slip, you have an opportunity to turn back. And this is the most beautiful aspect of, of our state. And so this being needy of Allah is really uh, this state of fakir, fakir, to be a fakir is to, to, uh, to need Allah, you're needy of him. And so this is really an important part of this. So, and then, you know, to be easy on ourselves. The Prophet told us to aim and draw near, right? So we do our best. He said, the deen is easy. Whoever makes it difficult, it will overpower him. So follow a middle course. Uh, and if you can't do this, do something near to it. So it's to be, it's to be, uh, know that you're, uh, you're needy and that you are a work in progress and that, you know, we do our best and we do what is in our ability. Um, so next week we'll have the last three sessions of this, uh, series. So we're coming to an end. And so we'll focus on preparing sort of for our next steps of this journey together. Um, I will answer a couple questions, inshallah. Uh, how do we know when it's wise to be vulnerable with someone? Does trust yield vulnerability first or the other way around? It's a good question. So, right, so we have to be careful in relationships, you know, there's certain people, there's certain circumstances where it's, it's, you don't want to be vulnerable. However, in general, the more that you do this work of um, building this resiliency, it will enable you to also have the ability to know sort of when is safe to be vulnerable and when is, when do you need to have boundaries to put up, right? And, and the more that you ground yourself in this protection of Allah by, by continually coming back to this place of presence and really doing, being self-aware and knowing where your, where sort of where your boundaries exist. You know, the, 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 when we're not so self-aware, we can sort of find ourselves falling into these situations and suddenly uh, we're caught off guard. But the more that you're conscious of your own domain and sort of mastering this, what you have to, to master, this will become easier to navigate 
to know when you step away and when it's okay to lean in. And then even when you are vulnerable, you are more resilient, right? And so it's not as a, won't knock you down as much. Um, so what about being open, vulnerable in relationships that have a long history of mutual misuse, breaking healthy boundaries, be it ex-partners or parents or severe mental issues? So, you know, this, there's all kinds of complications. And again, I would say, um, you know, when things come to you, if you find yourself in a situation and you're with people and this is what's manifesting, then this is what is, this is a bala for you. This is a trial for you. And you need to find a way to move through it. Sometimes that means taking yourself out of the situation. If, you know, safety is always the most important thing. You always have to keep yourself physically safe, right? You don't put yourself, expose yourself and be vulnerable uh, to a point where you're, where it's not safe. Um, having said that, when you develop this ability to be conscious and, and aware of your own inner place and what you're feeding into it versus, so you, so you start to know more what is yours because you're accepting what is yours and you're starting to look for it versus what is, you know, somebody else's. And this is where we get caught. We get caught in these cycles of, uh, you know, we say, well, it's somebody else's problem, but really we make it our problem. And therefore it then becomes our problem if we're reacting to it. And so we need to sort out what part of it is ours, work on it, own it, do this internal reflection with it, sit with it, not around it or avoid it. Uh, and then you can be in a better position to sort of navigate these complicated and complex relationships, inshallah. There's, there's a lot more to be said about that. I know that this whole area that we're talking about brings up lots of questions and there's lots of rabbit holes we can go down. Um, and we, you know, I'm just wanting to touch on these things to give people some general uh, principles, but inshallah, this is, this is lifetime work and there's a lot of um, nuances to this. And really, I would say, this is at the core of our deen. You know, this is what it's about. We're, we're developing. We're on this trajectory towards something, right? Where we're moving forward and we're growing and developing. And so this is going to be a continuing journey. So this is what we'll be talking about next week is continuing this journey beyond these midnight moments and beyond the month of Ramadan. So I look forward to being with you again for these last few sweet days of Ramadan, and I'll see you again, inshallah, next Monday evening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh.